Hello, and this is Diana with Hemet City Lights, live on location at the Opera House Tea Room with my very special guest, Chef Allison. This is where you can say hi. Hi, hello. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us today, Chef. Uh, I was just introduced to Chef Allison a couple of weeks ago, and she quickly became one of my most favorite people in the world when I took one bite of her baklava. Oh it was so amazing. Love amazing it. It, it was good it's and the layers are like i don't know how you did it's like like you were a magician witchcraft absolutely no i'm kidding absolutely <laughs> it was it was so good Aww, thank you. and thank you for letting me put that in my mouth <laughs> that's what she said that's what she said so um allison's actually my very first interview for heaven city lights and I'm very excited that she agreed to sit here with me. Well, thank you for having me. It's very exciting. We have Brandon here as well. Brandon. Hello, everyone. Brandon's the one with the, his mom has the beautiful house with all the lights. Uh, we're going to, I'm taking my youth group on Tuesday. Awesome. To so go through that. that. Can you get out of your car and go look? Oh, yeah. You, you can, can drive through the driveway. Okay. Or you can park at the bottom and walk up. Make sure you look in the living room because there's a huge Christmas village in there. That's so nice. So yeah. she's allowing us to be pee, -pee toms. Oh, yeah. oh, and she might even sit outside and make you feel awkward. <gasps> I love it. Yeah. I hope she does. I will revel in it. <laughs> so um, what is customary when I do my interviews is I ask, I have 10 questions that I ask and there is no time limit. So just answer them and we're not, we're, this is not scripted except for the questions. So this is just coming from her heart. She's a beautiful woman. Oh, thank you. And she has a beautiful heart, and I'm excited to hear your story. Thank you. So let me start with question number one. Where did you study, and did you enjoy your education experience? Okay, so I studied at La Cordon Bleu in nice. Pasadena, okay. which is no longer a campus anymore, which oh, makes wow. me very sad. Um, to say, did I enjoy my education when your final is making a gingerbread house? <laughs> Or a wedding cake final, which was actually very stressful. Wow. And there's a great story behind the wedding cakes. Um, yes, I absorbed and enjoyed and savored every moment. Um, I went when I was 18 years old. Wow. Okay. I was accepted. I was actually the youngest accepted to Le Cordon Bleu in Pasadena at the time. I was 16 when I was accepted. Wow. I knew from a very young age what I wanted to do, and I was very serious about it. I kind of had, like, this Benjamin Button reverse aging, where I was, like, a very serious child. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I've done everything. Now I can hang out as an adult. So I calmed <laughs> down a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it was incredible. I got to work with world-renowned chefs. I got to learn things, and just... It was one of those, like, you could make a movie out of it, just everyday marvel and go oh my gosh now i get to know how to temper chocolate now i get to do this wow. and we build ch chocolate boxes and just yeah pastry's fun <laughs> there and and culinary school was amazing and brandon actually went to culinary school as well oh i didn't so know that yes that's why you always take such nice pictures of the foods always so nicely placed yes <laughs> i'm like this is so fancy all are fancy yes and he's yeah he's amazing and we're actually we just met what two months ago yeah. And that's how he introduced himself. He said, you know, I'm a chef too. And wow. I hired him on the spot that day. Nice. He was like, please come back. And he did. Wow. I was like, if you have a bow tie, wear it. And he did. 
We didn't talk about pay, hours, nothing. (laughs) He's just like, okay, which is like so amazing. And it just shows his heart. Right. And I, you know, I joke, but I would beg and pay whatever it takes to keep him here because he's so amazing. Yeah. And I really believe that we're a team. Right. And um, he really completed. He was the piece that I truly, truly needed. Right. Because it was great. And what what we're doing here is fabulous. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when he came on board, just the... The division of labor and the the ease of service and you saw how right. great he was yeah yeah just incredible okay. Smooths you, it out. you were so good at your job i didn't even know you were doing your absolutely job. right that's, that's awesome. is you were like ninja at every table <laughs> right a ninja. well and anticipating needs which right. is not something that you can train you no. either have it or you don't yeah. and like when i'm standing and talking to someone here he hears them go i need cream and i walk back and the cream's already in there and already at the table and i haven't even told him like that you can't. He has a Harry Potter wand. He oh. does. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't train it. You can't. I tell everybody about him. Like, oh, you met Brandon. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you who I know. Because it, it is. Just, it's incredible. That's awesome. And being in the food industry for fifteen years, it's like a diamond. You just right. don't. You come across him every once in a while. So I and, feel like. And you sniff that out right away. Yeah. Just well, I liked him as a person first, mm-hmm. and I was just, and then everything else, and I was like, wait, thank you, universe. You brought him. <laughs> So yeah, right. very lucky to have him here. Awesome. Question number two, what was the defining moment in your life that made you know this is what you wanted to do? Ooh, that's good. Um, professionally, the defining moment, my goodness. I just always knew, and I know that's not the right answer, no, no, but no, there are pictures of me when I was like four years old on a stool, like rolling out cookies and learning and being wow. very serious. Like it was just one of those things where I feel very lucky. Yeah. And it's at this point, it's hard to rationalize. Like, no, I don't do anything else. It's what I do because I, it's, it's becomes, it's such a part of me. Right. Right. And it's so gratifying and it's so satisfying to bake for other people. Cause what I'm doing is, and it's a treat. That's the other thing. It's, I think it's really special because feeding somebody is very warm and being a savory chef is a whole different thing. Mine is not essential. Mine is celebration. Mine is very special. It's mm-hmm. occasions. It's, you know, and so it's very happy. And I feel like, and there have been times in my life where I've not been able to bake. Mm-hmm. And it's very sad. It's like dark times because right. it's just, I feel like what I was put on this planet to do. It makes people really happy. Yeah. It's like a hug in your mouth. It is. <laughs> but I mean, it, it is. is. And it, it is. It's very personal to feed somebody. And it's so it gratifying when somebody loves your food. Yeah. To just go, okay. Because that's like, there's no more intimate connection, I think, right. person to person. Right. To just meet somebody and go, I love your food. It's yeah. And, and your food, you can tell just, I mean, I just ate a snickerdoodle dipped in chocolate. <laughs> Covered it's in sprinkles. Like, I'm like, does it get any better than that? It was such a good cookie. I just wanted to slap somebody. Mm. It was so good. Okay, so, so... And I still have the red cheek to prove it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's, that, was off, that was off tape. Right. Um, so, like, your mom, was it like your mom, you were baking cookies with mom? No, with grandma? so I grew up with an independent warrior woman who worked in um, high-end retail okay. and worked 15-hour days in a suit. Wow. My mom was the breadwinner. My mom was a gangster Mm -hmm. and she was the rule authority. There is no baking in her blood. (laughs) She will throw down a good meal and, you know, you can eat for days. But in 31 years, that woman has never baked. Oh, really? At all. 
Wow. And she'll tell you what she likes. She, nothing. Will not do it. So no. <laughs> um, and I grew up, I actually grew, grew up in like the reverse okay. um, of what a, a standard right. home would be. Right. My, my stepdad actually stayed home with us. Okay. So I had a stay at home dad. That's awesome. And yeah, he cooked and he cleaned and he took care of the kids and my right. mom just slayed and wow. would come home. And yeah, it, it's so funny like to look back. She's retired now. Uh-huh. Thank God. <laughs> Um, but she, yeah, just in these power suits that's and awesome. her hair up. Yeah. And it's funny to think and like just being a kid and being like, oh, that's my mom. Right. And then going as a mom, looking at all the other moms, like my mom was very unique and I didn't know right. it at the time. Right. So yeah, I grew up with a very different dynamic and she's very warm and very kind. She's a great oh, yeah, mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like at work and it was always funny cause she was the boss. Mm-hmm. So we would go to visit her at work and it was like, oh, these are your children. you know so we and it was kind of cool but I really got um a good example for like a strong woman and she supported not only me my sister uh my stepdad my stepdad's son my um boyfriend who had a tragic childhood his parents his mom passed away and his dad was a truck driver his brother him, wow. my best friend, and then no joke, like twelve animals. Of course, yeah. And so it was a full house, but it was full of love, and she supported everybody. And wow. then I had, you know, let's say my boyfriend had five friends, and they wanted to have St. Patrick's Day. She would feed them. Wow. She would cook, and the whole neighborhood would come over. Chili, thirty-one years old. Uh-huh. I still have high school friends that go, "We're gonna be at your mom's house for uh, chili for <laughs> Halloween, right?" Like, awesome. go for it. Enjoy it. Yeah, because that's... And she just... She took care of the community in yeah. a really um, one-on-one kind of way. Right. Which was really special, too. And everybody knew that they could come to my house. They'd have a hot meal. They could stay they, as long as they needed to. Right. And there are so many people, especially now as an adult, that just go, your mom really took care of me. And I have these memories. Wow. And she took me on this road trip. And we did this. And we were, like, 12. And it was just like, oh, yeah, come on. Like wow. if we had a room, you know, a seat in the car, they were welcome. Right. And so I've adopted that to a degree. Right. I think she's a lot. I'm a little more private than she is with my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I also have a very small child. This is when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, she really set some really cool examples. I feel like to be a cook, to be a chef is to be a nurturer. Well, you know the difference you between know. a cook and a chef, right? I do not. A hundred thousand dollars. Oh. <laughs> I guess that makes a sense. That yeah. makes sense. The yeah. chefs tell the cooks what to do. That well, there you go. Which is not it's not a bougie thing and I it's it is a joke. Um but I think people especially I throw no shade at self-taught and amazing cooks at everybody else. Right. Um there's a difference between being we educated. We went to school, yeah. We're educated in Absolutely. food. We take it very very seriously. Right, it's our right. lives. It's what we do. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> Chef, yes, no, 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 no. You need it's to correct me on that because I, you know, the normal person doesn't understand that, right? You know, and, and then the number, and then the number one thing too is like, oh, you're a baker. I am not. Yeah, I bake. That's true, but a baker is usually bread and that type of thing. Uh, okay. I'm a pastry chef, okay. so I do the cream filled right, and the right. sauces and the plated. And the I wear the dad. <laughs> so a baker is a person who makes like. Like bread, rolls, loaves of bread. Next door, would they be a baker? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then there's a cake decorator, which okay. usually that's all that they do. Pastry chefs are usually in hotels or restaurants. Okay. Um, and they're doing things like plated desserts. You would think like tiramisu mm-hmm. or, um, you know, baklava or eclairs, stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. where there's more elements to it. Mm-hmm. Not that bread, bread is 
crazy complicated. It is. And people yeah. who bake bread, I'm like, I love you. And right. please doing what you do. Cause I just, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am a pastry chef. So that's a specialty within a specialty within right, a specialty right. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. I, I understand that. It's like, uh, I'm a classical pianist and I was classically trained. And then there's the YouTube people. Correct. And it, and yeah. it annoys me. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I'm like, I studied and I right. went to school. Right. <laughs> and I don't. And I'm like, and if you're an amazing baker and, or there's, you know, the third generation scratch baker. Yeah. Like, I know people that are European that literally will salt and taste flour and make something appear with no measuring, which is just like amazing. a whole nother level of. Because that's like a science. Yeah. Oh, it's a chemistry. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Oh, I ah. was gonna say chemistry, and then ah. I was like, That's I was good. like, yep. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, so I'm good. just gonna say science. It's good. That's what, that was it. <laughs> okay. Question number three. We could talk about that all day. Sure. Question number three. When are you happiest at work? And let me let me say. Okay, the question is, when are you happiest at work? But I want to say, I feel like I just by watching you, I feel like I know the answer, but. Give us your answer. It's not. Tell me what you think first. I feel not. like your happiest is uh, just from watching you when I was here last Thursday. Sure. Your happiest is when you were standing up there telling us about the tea and um, and telling us about the different elements. I felt like you were you were at your absolute peak, and it was beautiful. Well, thank you. Yeah. That is the most uncomfortable, terrifying, worst part of all of it. And I really? love it. Yeah, yeah, and I love that I am, that I, I, for whatever reason, there's a part of me that can turn off the terror and right. go, let's just talk and blah, blah, blah. As I'm like, what are you saying in your head? And like <laughs> thinking about the next thing and like, did I say this? And, I, and I'm, I'm hypercritical. And right, I think right. Part of that is why pastry kind of fits my personality because I'm very analytical and I'm very precise. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm good at kind of covering up all the crazy right. that's going right, on in my head right, right. with that. But um, I do enjoy it. I think I'm getting better at it, but I don't think I'm, it's polished. I don't, it's not where I want it to be. Yeah, well, and it was I'm good. Like, I'm going to write a script. No, you have to just let, let you, it be organic. You have to let flow. it be. Yeah, it was beautiful. Well, thank you. Yeah. So my favorite part, and when I used to work in kitchens, so I worked professionally in kitchens for 15 years. Okay. This is a man-driven industry, which is fine. Right, right. I love hanging out with the boys. Yeah, right. (laughs) It is brutal. And I mean, if anybody knows anything about food industry, it's not like Food Network. You are not happily making one pastry. You are in the weeds. It is a 15, 16-hour day. You have not gotten put your head up for air you don't eat some days is it like that guy yelling in your ear the whole time (laughs) right and i i have had the yelling chefs i have had plates thrown at me i have had and it's something that i took as it is part of the animal that is the food industry and people don't realize that and they go to culinary school and they go oh this is gonna be great and then they've wasted all their money on a degree and go i could never work in a kitchen because it's Brutal. And not every kitchen is that way. Mm. I've worked in really nice kitchens, and I've worked in ones where I was just like three days. I was like, I'm done. (laughs) Because it is. Um, But it's high pressure, and it's a lot of productivity, and it's a lot of demand. Mm. And it is very, very demanding. And people don't understand that. Um, And so I promised myself, because there is like... There's a path. Every chef's path is different. Um, I did a lot of traveling. My thing was 
wherever I was at, find the, the biggest name restaurant or the most famous chef because they know what they're doing. They've gained that fame. They have the long, the most knowledge, learn from them. So I worked for some of the biggest names in the food industry, Wolfgang Puck mm. and Sherry Yard and Chucky Dugo in San Francisco. And I did Norwegian cruise lines in Hawaii okay. and I did, um, Portland for a little while. I've worked in big hotels and, uh, Club Med and the Bahamas mm-hmm. and all these places because I wanted to learn all these different things right. and it was great and then once I felt like I had learned enough I would move on and it was usually about six months which for a regular person everyone goes oh my gosh your resume right. yeah my resume is three pages long right? and it's intentional and I think chefs are the, some of the only people that can get away with that if you really want to be a vagabond right? you can go into any city and go oh, no I have a chef coat in the car and they go okay get in the kitchen because right. three guys just quit five minutes ago and dinner starts in 20 minutes <laughs> and that's just it's the life of it Uh and I loved it um but I promised myself like I used to drive to Beverly Hills every day from here wow and so I just started making promises to myself like one day you will be able to not commute one day you will be able to work for yourself one day you will have staff and you will treat them well and so I started learning all of these lessons about like it does not matter at the end of the day what we are doing yes it's fancy yes it's important yes you probably paid a lot of money for it is pastry Mm mm-hmm Nobody's life is on the line. <laughs> it's not the end of the world, you know. And so when you kind of get that perspective, you treat people a lot better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People make mistakes. Right. Sherry Yard, yeah. one of my, her favorite quotes that she told me, she goes, I've burned cookies. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's true. You do. Yeah. You know, you do. And you learn from it. And, yeah, you might kick yourself in the kitchen. And you might, you know, go in the walk-in and throw some lettuce around and scream right, and do right. whatever you have to do. But it's all learning. And it's gotten me here, which is, I think, in my career, the happiest because I have a cottage kitchen. It's in my home. So it gives me two gifts. I get to bake in my pajamas, which I love. And I get to be at home with my daughter. And I have a flexible schedule. Whereas, like, this time of year, we would disappear in the kitchen. You disappeared two, like, a week and a half before Thanksgiving. Okay. Until January 2nd. Wow. You are dead to the world. You are wow. working and sleeping and working and sleeping. And yeah, you have a fat bank account at the end of it. Right. And like February, you know, mid-February when you've recovered, you go, hi guys, remember me? Oh, thank you. And it is. And it's something like I gave up Christmas with my family for 15 years. And oh I was traveling. Gosh. I was away a lot. And it was like they understood. You're right, developing right. your career. You're building your resume. You're, you're living the dream, you know. Right. But becoming a mom. I wasn't going to sacrifice that for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And as much as, and I appreciate my mom for everything that she did. She put me through show choir and my sister through everything that she wanted to do. Having a working mom was something that I didn't want my daughter. She worked out of necessity because she had to. Um, I wanted to make a situation to where I could do what I love but be able to stay home with my daughter. Right. So I right. feel like one of the luckiest people because I figured it out. Yeah. And everybody's different and I totally support working moms and yeah. I totally support everybody. But I just feel like especially blessed that like I get to do what I love, mm-hmm. what I want, for who I want. Right. And I can still manage, you know, my daughter who's five. Right. And right. so it's it's just the best. That's I'm very lucky. That's amazing. Yeah. So your happiest now now absolutely in my career and i mean you can't weigh it right it's all different because it's like the feeling of somebody just bought you a plane ticket and you're flying to a new place in the world oh they're gonna drop you off in hawaii and it's all paid that's exhilarating right there's no better feeling like you get in a taxi and you're like i'm in hawaii 
Rest. Just humidity. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I did that a lot for like 10 years. Right. It's lonely. Yeah. And you meet people and you make friends, you know, mm-hmm. and I have friends all over the world and all over Facebook, which is fabulous. Right. And you come up with this little crew and you have your little family and you're there for six months and then you have to say goodbye and, or see you later yeah. and you go on to the next place. But I was, I got really deeply lonely mm-hmm. and I didn't have any, I missed my mom. I missed just having those roots and those connections. And right. I came back to my hometown and I'm still running into people in Walmart well, I and just going... It. We went to high school together. <laughs> like, I know. And it is, it's one of those things. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? And, I, and I've, I've lived in big cities. I really think, and it's so gross to say out loud, I'm a small town girl. Uh, I, I tried don't so want to say that either. Yeah, I tried so hard. The big city. And being a stranger is exhilarating in places. Like, oh, I'm on a subway. Nobody knows me here. It's great. But it's very lonely. Yes. And I'm really close to my parents. And we're really close to my husband's parents. Mm-hmm. And that you just can't beat. So. It's a good 31. feeling. Yeah. I know. It's all warm and fuzzy. Oh, it's disgusting. 21-year-old <laughs> me would be screaming. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> okay. Next question. This is a fun one. Who's your favorite chef? Easy peasy. Really? Lemon squeezy. You take a guess. Who do you think? I have no. I only know two chefs. The guy that yells and Wolfgang Punk. Oh, Punk, Punk. That's I know it. him personally. Yeah, he's I only nice know guy. those two. Oh wait, no. Oh, he's not a chef. He just goes around and tells you where to eat good food. Guy. Oh, okay. guy. Ferrari Fieri. or whatever. Fieri? Yeah. He was. He is a chef. Is he a chef? Wasn't he? Yeah. I didn't know. I just know he. Has he, restaurants. he just has a lot of really good food that looks like you're gonna have a heart attack right. if you eat. Oh, absolutely. And I think he might be close. Yeah. Or have I one. think he stopped eating that kind of <laughs> yes, food. Yes, I think that was why like that <laughs> other guy that would go and eat the biggest of everything. Yeah, like lost a ton of weight. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know who's your favorite chef. I'm, I'm talking about all the things to blank on. Um, I can't think of her name. Julia Child. There it is. Oh, okay. I do know Julia I do. Child. Yes. <laughs> so and a funny, funny. Well, it's sort of cruel, but. The universe has a good sense of humor. Um, Julia Child used to actually go to the graduations of the Pasadena Le Cordon Bleu. Did she really? And I specifically went to that school to meet her, and she passed <laughs> before I graduated. But that's okay, <gasps> Julia. I forgive you. She was a lovely woman. Lovely. 6'2". Yes. And just killed it. She did. And, like, did not take no for an answer. Yeah. And just... And in that time, like, I thought I had it hard. Like, no, right. you were the only woman in the kitchen ever. Right. No matter what. She really like, was a woman in a man's world. Ab- absolutely, yeah. And just to hold her own right. and, you know. And the movie kind of did her justice, I yeah. think, which yeah. was great. And, yeah, she's just an inspiration. And reading some of her stuff, her cookbooks, listening to her, like, I could just listen to her all day. Yeah. She's amazing. And yeah. just wouldn't. For a second, give up. There was no option. That's that's my attitude towards it right, too. Right. Right. Um, so she was like a role model for you too. Oh, a hundred percent. It was like her and then Martha Stewart, who's okay. my favorite felon you, of all you, time. Yes, right. <laughs> I mean, come on. She's she, so good. She just did something with Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dogg too, didn't she? Mm-hmm. We were just talking about yes. that earlier. <laughs> yeah, the special. They're good, uh, good friends, and they do great stuff. Isn't that funny? It's how hysterical. Two worlds. Yeah. Night and day. I love it. My favorite, I mean, we were just talking about this meme too, was uh, be careful with your assumptions. Only one of these people is a felon. Right. 
I mean, and you would have never guessed it was her. Oh, I would have guessed right? no, I'm Yeah. When you're that squeaky clean, you yeah. got a lot. Go- no, I'm you, kidding. Yeah. Just kidding, Martha. We're going to meet kidding. one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's on my bucket list for sure. Her That's and Betsy Johnson, I think, are the only two people I would ever, like, truly fangirl yeah. over. And Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Those are my three. Your three that I just like I played it out and I'm like I would be an ugly mess like I would pee I would be crying I don't know what I would do they're like I don't want to meet her lose she's, my she's covered in piss yeah and yeah who is this crazed human ugly crying in the back of the line with 36 copies of the book <laughs> yeah that's it Betsy actually Betsy comes to Southern California quite a bit she oh, was really? here at the Galleria last year oh wow and i was like i'm gonna go but i was like i don't want to sit on the 91 with a, at that time a four-year-old yeah <laughs> like, it's not fair yeah. Yeah. so one day one day one day all right what is your favorite food combination oh this is where like <laughs> my um my inner fat kid which i <laughs> Everybody has an interface. I almost spit. Sorry. <laughs> I almost spilled the tea. I, I did. So my ultimate favorite is, like, my sweet tooth isn't a regular sweet tooth. Like, it's out of control to the point where I don't indulge it because it's not good for me. Okay. Like, my sweet tooth is, like, sweet and condensed milk straight out of the can. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. so it's just, like, as an adult... <laughs> And a responsible human, I have to resist this. And I just, like, put it back in the fridge oh and then do it at 2 in the morning when I've been thinking about it for four hours. <laughs> or, like, I have a bag caramel. of frosting oh, in the yeah. fridge. Yeah. Yeah. A bag. A bag. Not, not a container. Oh. A bag. Do you just squeeze it in your <laughs> mouth? cream cheese, and it has to be real butter, buttercream. Yes. Oh, yes. That sounds delightful. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Salted oh. caramel. Like, the smuckers. It's sick. Y'all. The salted caramel smuckers. <sighs> And just drink it. It's a drink. Yeah. And it's like, we know it's 97, yeah, it's 97% corn syrup. I mean, why would you just like, guzzle corn syrup? Yeah. I probably could do a, like, uh, Super Troopers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know what my sister and I used to do? And we Shots. would get in so much trouble. The, um, drink concentrate. Do you remember those? Yes. We would just eat that like ice cream. Oh my god! It's so much sugar. Like it's obscene. And my dentist loves it. I joke all the time. Like, I keep doing business. I have terrible teeth. Half of it's genetic. Half of it's sugar. So like shots at your all's houses are probably a lot different than shots at other people. No, when you're talking, when you're talking liquor. No, I drink liquor like a man, like an oh, old man. Oh, do, like whiskey, bourbon type stuff. Well, okay. So my two drinks. It's the rich old white lady on a diet. Okay. Which is gin and tonic. Okay. Two limes real easy and then if it's an old man kind of day then yeah it's just bourbon straight up straight up wow no mixers nothing sweet and everyone's like oh this super fruity sweet and i'm like it will make me sick thinking about it (laughs) i just want to drink but i don't drink anymore so it like opens up i think i've had bourbon once and it just like opened it just like opened everything i get asian flush you know i'm allergic (laughs) to it and i get red yeah so i don't do that but It's just, it's like, oh, and then I cough. Yeah. I, I start coughing. Yes. Is that is that normal? I, yes. <laughs> All right, then. I just got to sip it. You're taking too big of a drink. Probably. <laughs> probably a little sip. Let it warm up your mouth. Guzzle it like yeah. a man. No, yeah. It's <laughs> no, it's a little tiny sip. But yeah, and I don't, I, due to recent health things, right. I stopped drinking. Unfortunately. But that's okay. 
I can enjoy other people drinking. Right. <laughs> this is, yeah, um, this is true. So, yeah, but my favorite combination is sweet and salty. Yes. So, like, take some thick-cut bacon. Okay. Put some caramel on it. Oh, wow. Dip it in chocolate. Put it in your mouth. Wow. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Oh, my God. I've never done that before. Oh, my God. Or, like, a potato chip in chocolate. I think I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. The sweetens, it's got to be that. And, like, really, like, deep, big, punch-you-in-the-face flavors. Yeah. I like all the big, rich, dark, like, really dark caramel that most, like, Americans would consider burned. Yeah. Oh, really? No, it's perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Really big, big, bold flavors. And so, yeah, my palate is just ridiculous so i don't indulge it as much anymore it's probably good but on the same side and like that's the and of course like you know being in fine dining for so many Mm -hmm. years we got spoiled so things like you know we'd be sitting in the back of the kitchen and we'd have duck confit pizza oh wow and just be like oh no this needs grape jelly hold on (laughs) (laughs) and it's like these things that and it's i have all these memories and it's always standing over some sort of either sink or trash can because you're not supposed to be missing that's hilarious shoulder to shoulder you get the dishwashers involved like no you're soaking wet get over here we have a duck confit pizza that we burned one edge and it's not perfect enough get over here and eat it before somebody notices destroy all evidence you know and then just play wow. with those flavors. So yeah, and I got really spoiled. And then I worked at like the Slant and Door in uh, San Francisco at the Embarcadero. Mm-hmm. And that was Vietnamese French fusion. Wow. So it was like wow. clay pot chicken and wow. Vietnamese coffee every morning. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I can just Good like stuff. yeah, I can transport right back to like sitting on this bench and just eating clay pot chicken and sucking down Vietnamese coffee. Me like this is the best day of my life. <laughs> like just food that sounds good. Just yeah, yeah. lunch and it's yeah. free. That's you know family meal. So good. Sounds good. Yeah. And then go work a 15-hour day. Yeah. (laughs) At least you started off with a lot of coffee. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I lived on coffee. (laughs) So I'm going to change this word here real quick. That was Uh, my... One of my catchphrases, actually, is I run on caffeine and determination. That's good. I like it. (laughs) That's going to be the title of this. There we go. Caffeine (laughs) and determination? Yes. I love it. I thought it would be some play on tea, like, spill the tea. <laughs> I, I didn't even think of that. We are drinking tea. We are drinking for tea. For those listening, yes. we're drinking tea. Just in case tea. you couldn't hear it. Earlier. Yeah. yeah right. So you didn't think that we were in the bathroom. Nice. <laughs> I love it. We're all quiet watching. <laughs> They're like, what are they doing? It's almost empty. Okay. Because cooking is a chemistry, was there ever a dish that you made that surprised you? Oh, I have to stop you again. Uh-oh, I see. There I go. Baking is a chemistry. Cooking ba- is a... <gasps> That's what it was. <laughs> and then oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just thinking of cooking something. No, like I cooking, love it. And I love know? it. And I think... And there is a lot to it. Like, I don't want to come off as, like, bougie. No, no, no. Please do. I want to educate. <laughs> educate me. I want to educate. Educate I, me. I think it is important, and I think that it's something that's overlooked. Because everybody cooks every day. Right, right. Cooking is an art, 100%. Yeah. There's yeah. a canvas in your pan, and you can adjust it, right. add, and subtract, do all kinds of things. Pastry is a science. There's chemistry. Right. You mix it together, then you say a prayer to the pastry gods, and you put it in the oven. And if you did something wrong, you'll find out in 20 to an hour, whenever it right. comes out. And that's it. So, and it's very final. Yeah. And, like, once you've baked something, that's it. You know? Yeah, even then you if have to do it again. Even if it's 200 hand-rolled buns, and you were relying on someone else to add the butter, and they didn't. Oh, and then what happens? You just have hard rolls and you go do it again you throw it away <laughs> throw it, so yeah. did or, anything surprise you that came out 
that you were like yeah recently so I've been doing I finally feel like my husband said you don't master anything until you've done it for a hundred thousand hours wow yeah so I was like thinking about that I was like doing the math yeah I'm like well 15 years and 40 hour days and six 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 days a week and I don't know I'm nowhere near it Mm -hmm. but I think it's a good attitude to have and I so you know the first three or four years is just being terrified and trying not to get fired right okay and then you kind of go, oh, okay, I, I know how to hold a whisk now. Okay. And then you just try not to get fired some more. <laughs> and, then the, and then it's like your skills start to set in and you get a little bit more confident. Um, and even if you went to school, they go, we don't care. Right. Make this happen. You know, and if you can't, then you can't. And if right. you didn't go to school, it still doesn't matter. Right. Um, and you kind of have to, you know, work from the ground up. Like mm-hmm. my first job, I was cutting the tops off strawberries. Oh, wow. in Beverly Hills. Because that's all I was qualified to do. <laughs> Sounds like the kitchen with my mother. Yeah. That's all she would and let me is. do. <laughs> but I mean, and then the, of course, like, you know, you, you move your way up through right. the ranks, but there's prep and there's everything they have to do. Um, but lately, so it's like, I finally gotten to the point where I can tell you a recipe off the top of my head. I can do things without being so nervous about it. My skills have kind of marinated and I'm really comfortable in what I am. And what I'm doing and so... And I always experiment. And a lot of the experiment comes from lack of. Right, okay. Like, oh, the kitchen, you know, the exec chef maybe didn't order flour. So what can we do that's flourless? That everyone stands around for 10 minutes and goes, okay, let's figure this out. Yeah, what and then the do? menu... Yeah, because there's, you know, fine dining, a lot of the times the, the menus are either weekly or daily and they're always right. changing. Mm-hmm. I've worked in farm to table restaurants where the okay. season ended and we had poached pears and they went, well, the pears are off the trees now. So, so we're well. done. <laughs> and it's like, oh, hold on, give me 10 minutes, you know? And so uh-huh. you think, and so I, you always kind of have to be, um, flexible okay. in that. So there's been a lot of experiments and a lot of, um, oh my gosh, what's the word? It's not substitution, but it is. Improvisation. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. To improv while you're cooking, and so That's good. Um, yeah. Recently, I've made three. Like I have a, I'm calling it a pumpkin custard pie, and it was. I won't share the secret ingredient, but I ran out of evaporated milk, and I was like, hmm. And I did something else, uh, and it's literally the best pumpkin pie I oh ever had in my life. The people that I gave it to this year were upset. Because they'd never had it before, and they want it every day. <laughs> so it was really good. And then, like, I have a cheesecake, same thing. Mm-hmm. Where And so now it's just kind of getting into, like, what can I make that's really, really interesting? Or, like, the right. snickerdoodle cheesecake. Right. It wow. was something where it's like, well, it's fall, and, like, everybody does graham crackers. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love snickerdoodle, and I love cheesecake. And then working that out. And wow. so that's kind of what I love. Mm-hmm. So that that's surprising, and stuff right. like that. And really pushing yourself. Because you get comfortable. Right, You go, everybody right. loves a cookie. I'll just do a cookie. Uh-huh. Day's done. You know? Right, right. So to kind of push those, those boundaries right. and to, to keep creating, which like Sherry Yard, who worked at Spago, literally I walked into her office one day and she was just smelling a pineapple and she was just going like pineapple and fennel, pineapple and, and like inhaling half right. of them. And it's just this process. And I was so like, first of all, I was like, what the heck are you doing? Right. And then like I sat back and I understood it. I was like, oh my gosh. And she's pairing in her head and she's thinking about all these different, to come up with something new because it's Spongo, you know, you gotta be. Right, right. Cutting edge, everything's, everything's, and she is, she killed it. She's James Beard award winning, Mm. just extraordinary person who like, I think the third day told me to work smarter, not hotter. And she's like, Mm. shorter than me. Uh Uh-huh. 
and from Brooklyn, I believe, the oh, East Coast. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was just, she's just amazing. And worked, I mean, if you saw the kitchen, it was so small. Was it? And to crank out three seatings every day. Wow. Like 1,500 pastries or whatever we were doing. It was crazy. Wow. And fully plated with five elements and sauces and crunchy. And wow. everything's got to have five things on the plate. Something crunchy, something sweet, something salty. A wow. sauce and a cream and the dessert. Like, and perfect. Wow. Like that people. sounds like a lot of work. It is. And looking a back on it, work. it's extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. And that's who I really, really learned from. I was like, oh my gosh, she has this so figured out. Right. And my kitchen, like I joke, like everybody goes, oh, she's probably got like some gourmet kitchen. And I, I have a micro galley kitchen. Mm. And when people finally come over, they're like, how on earth are you doing what yeah. you're doing? Because you figure it out and you make it work. Right. And small space is actually usually more efficient than a big one. It feels like it. You mm-hmm. don't have to walk as far to get things. Right. And I've worked in humongous kitchens right. where it's like, oh my gosh, I walked 38 miles today just right. to get like five bowls and a whisk. <laughs> or on the ship, getting on an elevator and be like, oh, I need ramekins. Let's go on the next floor uh, and the next floor and the next floor. It wastes floor. a lot of time. It's unbelievable. And it's like, well, I did have a 12-hour day, but four of which was looking for ramekins. <laughs> You know, so yeah. Is that those little things that you... That you make creme brulee in. Yeah, oh, okay. Like white dishes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those so are cute. imagine gathering 3,000 of them. Ah, uh, no. I, I don't and even then, know what one of them is. Yeah. <laughs> and hand-cracking eggs. For whatever reason, Norwegian Cruise Line bought whole eggs. Wow. So I can do four at a time. <gasps> can you really? Mm-hmm. I can crack one egg with one hand. That's good. And, and I was pretty impressed with myself. That's good. So it's just this. These two and these two. It's like your hand playing the piano. Your hands should be pretty talented. They are. They're also very small. True. I have small hands too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I suffer from the small hand. Yeah, and you're so tall too. I know it's weird. Don't talk about it. It makes me uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> and I have big feet. I have big feet and small hands. There and we I go. I like sausage hands. Not so much anymore. I do. I, I feel like I got little. I cut out salt and it's helpful. Oh, that's, that is really good. But I want to do baking videos and I'm always like really envious of like the long slender fingers where they're like, here, let me make this face. And I'm like, ah. Oh, well, at least you don't have long nails. I can't because. Hard to pass. Yeah. No, no, don't do that. Don't. And if somebody, and you know. Once people find out I'm a pastry chef and that I own my own bakery, they immediately, some, some people immediately want to go, oh, well, I want a job. I'm like, well, based on your nails, Ew. I can't. And it's not, yeah. it, you know, there's no shade on nails at all. I would love to have them. No, and like but once it's a year. Because it's like, you know, yeah, you get things filthy. that are Oh, yeah. But if they have long nails and that's something they're committed to, they can't work for me. Right. Sorry. Fake eyelashes. Find it, find it in some whipped cream. Oh yeah, stop it. Okay, (laughs) next question. There are a lot of, I guess. Okay, so this would be uh, a uh, what's that word I'm trying to think of? Because I'm gonna say amateur chefs, and that's not a thing Mm, now. mm -hmm, Is it a thing? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because like I'm thinking, if you're a chef, you had to be schooled. Sure. So, um, I mean, I'm sure there's chefs in the world that have not, yeah, there are chefs in the world that have not been schooled. So there are a lot of amateur, amateur chefs out there right now. What kind of advice would you give them? If you truly are passionate and you believe this is the life you want to live before you invest in culinary school, watch so much YouTube and just try it at home first because that is, and you'll do that in the kitchen, but work a year in the industry. Okay. And, you know, if you can get into prep, 
-hmm. Prep is a good way. You're going to build your knife skills. If you want to do pastry, you can stage them to somebody. Volunteer. Stage means volunteering. Yeah, stage means volunteering. Work for free. (laughs) Right, which is a food industry standard where you go in and you go, hi, um, this is my resume. And they go, okay, we've looked at it. We don't care very much. Come in and work for free tomorrow. And you bring your knives and you're dressed to the nines and you work a full day for free. And it's how okay. well you work with the team, how efficient you are, how clean you are while you work. Oh, oh okay. my gosh. Really? And yeah, and you just show them what you're made of because paper is one thing, skill is another. Okay. Um, and I've worked with people who exaggerate their qualifications, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, everybody, whatever, everybody does it, but you have to prove yourself essentially. Right, right. And so it's really good to go in, but I, and I say a full year and even if it's fast food, it is still food. Like my husband and my daughter's godparents all worked at Domino's while they put themselves through okay. like the nerdiest colleges ever. Right. Um, for eight years. It shapes you. Yeah. You learn how to deal with a rush where you don't feel like it's going to end. You are just so, it's a thousand miles an hour. You know, they worked at Domino's where they would order a thousand pizzas. Wow. And for 10 hours, they would just be feeding pizzas right. through it and boxing and building. Bo- and it teaches you how to organize and um, the process, everything that goes into and around cooking is so important with your prepping your organization, your cleanliness, what you're going to do, your ability to multitask, mm-hmm. to set five timers, know that your sauce is cooking, your stuff is baking, you're cutting this, you're chopping that, that's in there, who's doing this, what's going on, and it's this humongous dance that people don't truly realize, and you go in and get your butt kicked, right. and go, do I love this? Did right. I go home exhausted but happy? Right. Or I hate this and I cannot want to and my feet hurt yeah. too bad and please yeah. make it stop <laughs> and get another career. Yeah. And I, I mean, I truly do because culinary school is not cheap. Right. And I, I, tu- I truly do. But I started stodging and then I ended up working in a kitchen while I was in high school. Yeah. And so I had almost two years of kitchen experience before I went to culinary school okay. and that made a world of difference. Okay. Because some of these kids, and, and rightfully so, you can go directly into school. Mm-hmm. But some of these kids had never held a chef knife before. Oh, wow. And we had somebody, you know, pull a, a knife out of a sink and go to dry it, get the blade in their hand, and cut the tendons in their hand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know? And so it, there is. But that experience and go into fast food, there's nothing wrong with fast food. There's nothing right. wrong with any of it. Or go into a mom and pop and go, hey, can I wash some dishes? Hey, can I meet your chef? Hey, right. can I can I learn? Mm-hmm. 97% of the time, a floor needs to be sweeped and a dish needs to be washed right. and they will be happy to trade. Right. And, you know, get your food handlers. That's right. number one. Oh, my gosh. And then if you're super serious, get to serve safe. Which right. I teach, yeah. by the way. Which Brandon teaches. Oh, do you? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> and truly, and I believe this, this is like one of my, if I was president, everybody should be serve safe. Oh my gosh. The safe handling food practice. Most people poison themselves right. and then blame restaurants. Right. <laughs> That's like, very true. Take my should... leftovers and leave it on the dashboard for three hours yeah. and then go yeah, home and exactly. eat it and die. And right. Then, yeah. Blame it on me. It's 90 degrees. I had sushi. It'll be fine. Oh God. No. Don't say that. Oh my God. Buttercream cake. Honey, it's butter and cream. And you left oh. it on the counter for four days. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're calling me. Yeah. No. You made me sick. Yeah. So no, and I, I do think it's it's very important. And it's just, if you're serious about it, try it out. Because yeah. it is not easy. Yeah. And it is not fluffy. And right. it is not Food Network. Right. It is 
brutal. It's not Rachel Ray. No. At all. No. Huh? Who, yeah. Totally yeah. <laughs> so what I'm hearing you say is from washing a dish to cooking something fancy, making something fancy, it's you should learn from every, take something out of each process. Oh, absolutely. And, and um, every process will lead you to being a better chef. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. And like going to culinary school is not going to get you out of washing dishes. Right. There are plenty of days when you've, you know, just done a 10 or 12 hour day and the dishwasher's swamped and you're not going to leave him there or her there. And right. so everybody jumps in. And that's the great, and that's the thing too, is like you get this family when you cook together with people. It, first of all, it's a special breed. Yeah. It truly is. You get this group of like, I, I always joke that it was like pirates. And it was just this like merry band of people. Mm-hmm. And like, we're very serious about what we do. We do really good food. And like, I'm pastry. So I was usually always like the dainty girl. Uh-huh. And my knives are always sharp because I don't use them. <laughs> Until I told like a horrifically dirty joke. And then I was like one of the guys. <laughs> but So I was kind of always isolated. There's always, there may be one other pastry chef, but mm-hmm. usually I was by myself in this kitchen full of guys. And, you know, I get my pastry stuff and I'll be like, hey, you want me to peel potatoes? Or they go, oh, your sauce is burning. You've had stuff in the oven, you know, and you yeah. get this, this camaraderie that I, I've never worked in any other industry, maybe retail for five minutes where I went, I can't. And I left. Right. Right. <laughs> Papaya in yeah. Cabazon. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I'm done. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is so bad. Um, but yeah, and it is, you get this camaraderie in this family and there are people that I worked with 10 years ago that. You just, still. two o'clock in the morning with a pitcher of beer sitting on a curb in the backyard going, <laughs> that was, uh, the you know, the back parking lot going, uh-huh. that was crazy. <laughs> but we did it, yeah. you know. And that you can't beat that. That's and awesome. And the friends that you make along the way. Yeah, it was That's really awesome. cool. Uh, we are almost done. Just two or three more things. But the last one is easy. Um, number eight. Question number eight. What is your favorite thing to make? Reservations. Yeah. Reservations. <laughs> I hear that. I, hear I have that. it on uh, placemats in my kitchen. Do you really? Yeah. It's cute. Mm. But I, I um, my favorite that. thing to bake. I love the like. I mean, it's always changing. I love things that are like very easy but so satisfying. So like, I, it's it's ridiculous. Like, fully covered sprinkle cookies that just look perfect. I mean. You know what I mean? It's something that's like, I just dipped it in chocolate, dipped it in sprinkles, but it's so satisfying. And it just looks perfect. I love that kind of stuff because it's like super easy. But um, baking, um, I love, so what I really love to make is stuff that I love to eat. So like baklava, I Uh joke that when somebody orders it, I make a pan for them and then I make a pan for myself (laughs) and then breakfast for the week. So baklava is one of my favorites. Um, Tiramisu. Mm. There's another fave because that's what I love to eat. I yeah. love tiramisu. Yes. We could have a tiramisu party. We'll make it. I'll, I'm all about that. What's Super your favorite fun. thing to make? Oh, well, I am a savory chef. Okay. So typically, and I was a vegetarian for several years, so I love experimenting with different okay things, different proteins but uh, everybody always loved salmon when i made it really mm. yeah. and i love cook eating salmon too yeah um but yeah that's probably same thing it's the things that i love to eat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. know 
And, and I do love the reservation comment because <laughs> it's so true. People are like, oh, you're a chef. You must eat so well. By the time I get home, I'm eating Top Ramen or I picked up Del Taco on <laughs> the way. You. Like, Thank you. I don't Thank eat you. good food. Oh I gosh. serve good food. Right. It's like <laughs> the mechanic's car who's always broke. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. And the places that I worked, I couldn't afford to eat there. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. You know, and I couldn't get reservations. So, and... Yeah, it was Del Taco on the way home yeah. for That's funny. 15 years. Yeah, you know, just yeah. whatever, whatever greasy burger. And then, you know, you make sweets all day. You go, oh, you must love making sweets. I don't want to, like, cake. <laughs> Everybody's going to go, oh, my gosh, I hate cake. Oh, do you really? I, I like the too. smell of it. I don't like the texture of it. I don't like to make it. I don't like to bake it. I don't like to decorate it. I don't like to think about it. I don't like to look at it. I don't like cake. <laughs> and, like, this happened from when I was a teenager. Like, my mom would come up with all these other birthday cakes. I've had stacks of donuts. Before that was cool. Yeah. I've had, you know, brownie, whatever. I'm just not a cake person. How funny. And Me it's, it's one of those like... cake for frosting. Yeah, same. <laughs> I don't make... That's the thing. So everybody goes, you have the most amazing buttercream. Because I'm like, cake is a vehicle for icing. Yes. yes. So the, I concentrate I, on the icing. I don't care about I the cake. Agree. Cake is stupid. And the fillings or and whatever fill- else yeah, you're going to put in. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, the cake icing, itself, yeah. stupid. Yeah, my buttercream's out of control. Is it real? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love buttercream. This is why we're friends. Yeah. You could wrap me in buttercream. All right. My, this is my favorite question. Okay. If you had to choose only five ingredients to use for the rest of your life, what would they be? See, this was the easiest question you could have ever told me. And I love this question. Butter, <laughs> sugar, flour. That's true. Salt. Right? And vanilla. Vanilla. Which is like everything you need to make. Everything. That's it. You could make so, so yeah. many things. Everything. With that. Everything. You okay. could make everything with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> I don't. I guess I don't even know what I was. Th- well, yeah. no, it's great. Yeah. It's, it is a great. Well, question. because the reason why is because uh, when you make Korean uh, dishes, we only have five spices or five ingredients that we use in every single thing. Wow! But they all taste different, right? You know, it's like sesame oil, fish oil, fish sauce, um, beef, MSG, MSG, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, chili flakes. Right. We like our stuff salty. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the magic of pastry, right. too, is like, you think about it, really, it's really only ever five or six ingredients. Yeah, all of this is the same. And Even it's down, all, but yeah. it's all different. It's all yeah. extraordinarily different. Right. So that's Combined in different, yeah. different ratios. What's your answer? Because you're savory. Oh, my gosh. So, see, that's, that's, that's hard. Rough. Yeah, that's, that's rough, rough right? That's hard. For me, it's easy. Ugh. Salmon would probably be on the list. Mm-hmm. Mm. And potatoes? then so many vegetables. I'm thinking potatoes. How I do could love you potatoes. Live without I'm potatoes. A very a, a lot Irish. I'm Heinz 57, <laughs> but definitely Irish is in there. Potatoes are up there. Uh, I don't. Tomatoes, I think, would have to be in there. Yeah, because that's I like love everything. Tomatoes. I eat them like apples. Same. Do you really? Yes. Wow. Love them. And, but you can do so much. You can stew them. You can dice them. You can make sauce yeah. out of them. Yeah. You got to have salt, though. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you know, have to. Despite have what they say, and yes, we have too much salt in our diet, but if you're actually making it from scratch, you need You have salt. to have salt. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Butter. Butter oh, is definitely yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> you can't wow. do anything without butter. All right. Hmm, what kind of dish is that? Capers? Um, like, you know, like pepper probably. Pepper. Like that's the thing with, well, yeah. with savory, like every season, just like you were saying, every seasoning is different. So. Right, yeah. right. Huh. All right, so I guess I'm living on salmon and tomatoes. 
cooked in butter with salt and pepper. I think I could that, do that. That yeah. sounds, sounds delicious. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> well, salt. That sounds great. Okay, so our last one is give me all your details. How can people... Now, I know I, you did tell me that there's, there's going to be a time where you're going to be... You're just going to be focusing on this, right? When you go through... I don't want to talk about it's your fine. personal. It's fine. I'm an open book. No, it's okay. totally fine. I, I don't want to... Um, your health issues. Yes. I know you're going through some health issues. Yes. Is there a way that somebody could say, I would really love Allison's baklava. How do I get some of Allison's baklava? Yes. So, um, and this is, yeah, tentative. Um, I go for the surgery consult on Monday. Okay. I'll be having the girls cut off by the end of... January, okay, and then it's a six-week recovery. So okay. hopefully, I plan to be back by Valentine's Day, okay, hundred um, percent. And January is kind of going to be touch and go. If I can do it, I'm going to do it. If I'm right. going to be here, I'll be here. So it's I just don't know. Okay. Um, Facebook is great. Okay. It's Madam M A D A M Confection C O N F E C T I O N at uh, Gmail dot com is okay. my email. You can search me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram under the same. And then, um, yeah, I have auto-reply. So just shoot a message and say, hey, you know, I heard the podcast and this is what you'd like. I have menus that are posted. Uh, Everything changes seasonally. And then um, just keep an eye out on my social media. I'll be keeping everybody updated for everything that's going to be going on. All right. Yeah. Well, we wish you the very best. Thank you very much. Many prayers. Thank you. I hate when people say thoughts and prayers, but thoughts and prayers. Have you seen the hilarious uh, meme where it's the? Which one? Do you remember the Care Bears? (laughs) Uh huh. And it's like the rainbow shooting on their belly. Yeah. This is what I imagine when people are sending thoughts Thoughts and prayers. (laughs) (laughs) Now, every time they say that, you can think about that. That's funny. That is funny. I love Care Bears. Same. Okay, so. um, Yeah. Is there? Is there any little special treat we can give everyone for listening today? Uh, do you have anything you can offer? Because I know you don't have a storefront. Well, no. So, And that's kind of special. Um, statistically, bakeries die within the first year. Right. If you make it to three years, you're really doing something right. If you make it to five, you'll probably be good for the rest of your life. That's awesome. The Yeah, the rate of restaurants closing down yeah. is insane. Usually, it's a year. Be so, nice to restaurant people. Yeah, yes. be nice to them. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tip your servers. Like $20, <laughs> my gosh. If they do a good job. Um, and so what I've done is I've actually designed my business with that in mind. I've circumvented that where mm-hmm. I joke, but it's actually, it's serious. I let everybody else pay my bills. Yeah. So I supply storefronts. So my bake, my pastries are displayed, but I don't pay their labor, their electricity, right, their, right. all that stuff. So I get to make it. So, and I get at that with that model, people get really high end pastry at a really reasonable price, mm-hmm. which is unusual. Um, and I've just modeled my business that way so that it's safe. And I am actually going into my fifth year. Wow. So yeah, we're here for good. Yay. Um, (laughs) The best way. And actually, if you want to come meet me in person and give me a high five or a hug, I'm a hugger, um, is to come to the opera house tea room, which is at one, four, six North Harvard street. And you can speak to miss Eve and we host teas every month. So that's the best way. And what we're going to offer on this very special podcast 
is free chocolate dipped strawberries <gasps> when you book a oh tea. Gosh. So you can either call myself or Eve um, and we'll post that information. Right. Um, and if you book and you mention the podcast, you will get free chocolate covered strawberries with your tea. Come to the tea room, have tea with us, oh listen to gosh. opera, be entertained, meet Brandon, give us all a high five. And um, yeah. I like hugs too. Yeah. Brandon's a hug. I like mean, Olaf. Who yeah. does it? Right? We're going to do a threesome when yeah, I leave. Hugs. Oh, that's, you know what I meant. Hugs, yeah. not anything else. <laughs> Sorry. Way to make it awkward. Right, <laughs> right at the end. Right at the end. There's your little treat, mom. <laughs> okay. Well, it was lovely sitting here talking to you. Thank you everyone for listening. I know it's almost an hour, but Allison was fascinating and Brandon were just fascinating to listen to. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. My pleasure. And that's all for today. I will talk to you all later. Thanks for listening. Bye.